Hey, this is Jordan McAlpin from Jefferson Airplane and Hot Tuna, and you are listening to Rock and Roll Archaeology. DIY and How Studios presents Real Rock with Andy King. Part of the Rock and Roll Archaeology Network of Podcasts. Amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder. Music. Culture. Technology. And rock and roll. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Real Rock. I'm your host, the rock and roll reverend Andy King, and today we will be looking at Springsteen on Broadway, the 2018 concert performance available only on Netflix. I will be looking at various points of the film, so please consider this your spoiler warning. Go watch the film now, and then come back for our discussion. Some of the questions we will be answering today are, will I commit felony assault in defense of the boss? Speaking of which, why do so many people hate Bad Scooter? And finally, I'll let you all in on the worst idea I have ever had. So jump in that pink Cadillac or take that long walk home, inside, outside, wherever you might be. This is Real Rock, Springsteen on Broadway. This is what I've presented to you all these years as my long and noisy prayer as my magic trick. And like all good magic tricks, it begins with a setup. When I was a young man and looking for a voice to tell my stories while well, I chose my father's voice, my father was my hero and my greatest foe. I was open to pain and crossed by the rain, and I walked on a crooked crutch. Mom was a different story altogether. Kindness, optimism, civility. She made me understand for the first time how good it feels. Feel pride in somebody that you love. One night, hanging out at Stone Pony, and this beautiful redhead shows up. She is a great songwriter. She's one of the loveliest voices I've ever heard. She is smart, tough, but fragile. Ladies and gentlemen, Patty's Scalp. Honey, You name the things that will give your life its meaning, its purpose, its fullness, its, its very reality. And this is what you build together. This is your life. I wanted to be able to celebrate and honor its beauty. I wanted to be able to be a critical voice when I thought that that's what the times called for. to know my story your story where are we going together as a people let's tramps like us baby we were born to run more than anything else i wanted to be able to tell that story well to you everybody has a love-hate relationship with their hometown if you take me i'm mr born to run i currently live 10 minutes from my hometown In movies and television, tropes are a storytelling device, kind of a shorthand that moves the plot along. 
the wise old African-American gentleman who gives out sage advice to our troubled white boy hero, the tough but sensitive artist, the damsel in distress, or the kid lost in the big city. But rockers got their tropes too, their devices, their cliches. The sexy lead singer teamed up with the angry genius guitarist, the self-destructive diva who burned it at both ends, the gooey power ballad from the skeevy metal band that lets you know maybe these guys aren't so skeevy after all. And then there's the stage patter, the shouted cliches. Hello, Cleveland! And then there's the song introduction, the setup, just about my favorite rock star trope. This is a song I wrote about the time. Insert your trope or cliche here. This bit of stage business is some kind of rock star requirement. They all do it. Whether or not said rock star actually has something useful or interesting to convey, well, that's another matter. But I won't make fun of it too much. The between-song storytelling at a concert, tropes and all, it can be pretty damn cool. If it's done well, you get some context, some insight, and some artists are really good at it. Nobody does it better than the prophet of E Street, Bruce Springsteen. In fact, the boss has told so many stories in his concerts that even his stories have been parodied. They've become a trope in and of themselves. Consider this ad parody from Saturday Night Live for a Bruce box set. And my daddy said to me, he said, son, you better be going to get a haircut. And I said, sorry, pops, but tonight I'm going drag racing by the old abandoned Ferris wheel. Huh, hoo, hey, ho! It's Bruce Springsteen Just the Stories, a complete collection of the stories Bruce tells in between songs. Classic stories like Motorcycle Crash, Vietnam Draft Board, Lil Stevie First Meeting, My Brother Gave Me a Haircut with a Buck Knife, This One Time We All Got Bandanas, and of course, Summer Jobs. Bruce remembers everything that ever happened to him, and now you will too. And if you order today, you'll receive a bonus DVD of Little Stevie Tries a Story. Late night chuckles aside, Bruce is one of, if not the best, pure storyteller in the pantheon of rock and roll. You can read his lyrics like little short stories and escape into a universe that he has created filled with couples in and out of love, people trying to get out, and the struggle of clawing your way into some sense of normality. Working all day in my dad's garage Yeah, driving all night Chasing some mirage Pretty soon, darling, I'm gonna take charge Well, the dogs on Main Street howl Cause they understand If I could take this moment into my hands Mister, I ain't a boy No, I'm a man I believe there's a promise land. When I first read about Springsteen's residency at the Walter Carr Theater on the Great White Way, I was ecstatic. Without them even telling me, I knew what we would get, the profound Bruce. Then I got really sad because I knew I would not get to see it. Even the human pariah collective known as TMZ bemoaned their inability to see the show. Now I'm green with envy. On I was going to say, I know this is, this so is the show that you want to oh, be at so you have badly. No idea. This is the Broadway event you will, you probably even oh. you can't get into. 
Oh, you're abs- not going to be able no. to get there. What do you mean? What does even you mean? I'm saying you are very you you have a lot of what do you gravitas. really say? Why are you why are you stuttering? No, I was going to say you have a lot of gravitas. Oh. You have a lot of money. If you can't you read are, through and this, you folks, are you and are. you are more than willing to use it when you want to go see something like this. Want to translate this, Reagan? But you're not going to be able to see Bruce Springsteen on Broadway. It's just it, you're not going to be able to do it. Luckily for the rest of us peasants, Netflix paid the highest ticket price for all of us somewhere in the range of $20 million. I've never said this about a giant corporation, but thank you, Netflix. I've never held an honest job in my entire life. I've never done any hard labor. I've never worked nine to five. I've never worked five days a week until right now. like it. I've never seen the inside of the factory and yet it's all I've ever written about. For guys like me who love a good production story, there's not actually much to tell here. Bruce has his own personal director, Tom Zimney. The pair have worked together since 2001 when Tom edited the Live in New York City special for the E Street Band. Their partnership has almost been exclusive in that time period. Chances are, if you've seen a Bruce concert or documentary in this century, Zimney had a part in it. Tom understands Springsteen on a visual level, and everything the pair have collaborated on has been gold. Wings for Wheels, The Promise, The Ties That Bind, anybody else see these? Because they're all great. Here's a clip of Zimney explaining his process on this project. The magic trick is a great thing to witness, and I embrace it because... um, it's, I recognize that it's that power that he has both in the studio and the live performances, which is an examination of, of, of his audience and the world around him and his own history. Mm. And I try to get that through the documentaries. I've interviewed him many times and I've talked to him many times. And, and, and the beauty of that magic trick with the Broadway show especially is those quiet moments of reflection because... Um, I truly see that they are an honest moment of confession. And I think the camera reads that. And I think that's the beauty of filming Bruce is that it doesn't matter if he has done the show 256 times when he's with an audience, you sense that he's present. And that to me is the magic trick. And that is the beauty of, of trying to capture his Broadway show because so much was revealed in the quiet and then also in, in the spaces of, uh, the rhythm of his voice, the the uh, the eyes. You know, it all comes down to that. What Zimney captured is intimacy. From the opening shot of Bruce walking the stage, you know that this is going to be a very personal affair. For the next two and a half hours, Bruce gives us a whirlwind of emotions. Tales of a town where parents work to death, young adults need to leave to achieve a dream. When they achieve that dream, they find new goals in family and love. The final emotional exploration revolves around the collective humanity and each one of our places in that collective. Mom, wherever there's a cop beating a guy Wherever a hungry newborn baby cries Where there's a fight against the blood and hatred in the air Look for me, Mom, I'll be there 
Wherever somebody's fighting for a place to stand Or a decent job or a helping hand Wherever somebody's struggling to be free These are all very familiar elements to the Springsteen faithful. These themes have punctuated every album and his career as a whole. The twist in this case is that it is autobiographical as opposed to journalistic. These stories are his. And this is how Bruce sees his life and his place in the world. To call this a concert film is a bit reductive because it is so much more than that. At times it is a stand-up routine. At times it is a stark confession. And at times it is a rousing call to action. Action for something, even if it's just dancing in the dark. Remember that the future is not yet written. So when things look dark, do as my mighty mom would insist. Lace up your dancing shoes and get to work. Again, this is not new territory for a diehard fan. All E Street concerts have similar elements. In the band's full glory, Bruce is a fiery tent revival preacher spreading the gospel of rock and roll. Those shows are a rousing sermon, whereas this show is more like a solemn prayer. With our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, just give us this day and forgive us our sins and our trespasses as we may forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, all of us, forever and ever, amen. Oh, may God bless you, your family, and all those that you love. And thanks for coming out tonight. I had a very hard time reviewing this event objectively. Actually, I know I wasn't objective. In case you haven't guessed by now, I'm a fanboy. But shockingly enough, being a Bruce fanboy is actually a divisive thing. More times than not, when I bring up the boss, I get greeted with a resounding, meh. I rarely try to debate this, because people will shit on things you love and praise things you hate all the time. If you love any kind of art, inevitably, someone will hate it. Sometimes, among your own friends, you'll find dissenters. One of my friends, Drew, is one of these people. I met up with him to ask him what his fucking problem was, and here was a little of our discussion. Please forgive the audio. We had to meet in a public place in case I felt the need to punch him. So I think he is a tremendously talented artist and somebody who's really dedicated to his craft. But I think the songs that I've heard over the course of my life all sound the same stylistically, don't mesh, and I like pretty much all different kinds of music. The, the, the fandom... And the cult-like following mm-hmm. that comes with him, like when I hear when I hear like 
a Bruce Springsteen song on the radio, I'm like, okay. Like, I can see how that's popular, but I don't understand the the massive following that comes along with them. Do you know who John Steinbeck is? Well, Gerbs Wrath guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Bruce Springsteen is the John Steinbeck of rock and roll. Right. The book sucks, but everybody likes it. No. I punched my friend in his face. I'm not proud of it. Yes, I am. I tied him to a chair and pulled his eyelids back like Alex in A Clockwork Orange and made him watch Springsteen on Broadway. I think we have a conversion here. I gained a lot of respect for Bruce Springsteen actually watching that. I've never, I've never listened to him in that way or been that intent on it. No, I didn't really harm or quasi-torture my friend. No, Drew had an open mind and gave it a shot. Everyone should be more like Drew. Unfortunately, the Netflix Facebook comments led me to believe that few will have an open mind. For instance, this douche Josh posted, If I want rewind something, I will do it. Drop the watch this again crap poop emoji. Josh, wherever you are, you're really fucking stupid. Speaking of stupid, it's time for me to let you in on the worst idea I've ever had. Now, before I lay this idea out there for you, I think it's important that you know that I was deep into a Bruce obsession at the time. I listened to Bruce for roughly eight hours a day, every day. And whenever you have something that you are that obsessed with, it becomes hard to talk about anything else. One afternoon, around 4.20, I decided to let my best friend in on an idea I'd been working on. The Bruce Springsteen musical. Using the album Born to Run, we could tell all the different stories from each song with big musical numbers based on Bruce songs. I had visions of dancers doing the West Side Story snaps while singing a homogenized yet peppy version of Jungle Land. I acted out most of this in front of my friend, complete with jazz hands and my awful singing. I received no reaction from him, just a blank stare. He actually put his bong away at this point. After an extended silence, I muttered the words that he still has not let me live down. Dude, you know, born to run, but with an exclamation point. Silence. Then the TV in the corner gave me my first review. Mr. Madison, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point... In your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but... uh... Luckily for us, Springsteen's Broadway show didn't resemble my idea whatsoever. This showcase of the boss is exactly what every fan should want, and it is exactly what I wanted. Final rating, five stars. Thank you for joining me today on our little field trip to Broadway. Make sure you go to rnrap.com for archives of this show and all the shows on our network. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a YouTube channel. Pretty much if that's social media, we're there. And I really like to hear your stories, so send me emails at realrockpodcast at gmail.com. That's real with two E's.
But the most important thing that you can do is tell a friend about all the shows. I'm the Rock and Roll Reverend, Andy King, and this has been Real Rock, Springsteen on Broadway. Well now, home entertainment was my baby's wish, so I hopped into town for a satellite dish. I tied it to the top of my Japanese car. I came home and I pointed it out into the stars. A message came back from the great beyond. It's 57 channels and nothing on. 57 channels and nothing on. 57 channels and nothing on. Hey diggers, Christian Swain here with a short pause for a great cause. We believe music education for young people is an investment in a better future for all of us. If you listen to our podcasts, chances are you agree. Little Kids Rock has transformed the lives of more than 650,000 public school students by bringing music education into their schools. Little Kids Rock trains teachers in underfunded schools to teach kids the music they love. From the Beatles to Bruno Mars, Led Zeppelin to Lady Gaga, Chuck Berry to Chance the Rapper. Little Kids Rock has become a national movement to restore, expand, and innovate music education in public schools across America. Visit littlekidsrock.org and learn more about how you can help put music where it belongs, in our schools. Thank you, and let's keep up the rockin' right into the next generation. Real Rock is written by Andy King and produced by Christian Swain. All sound design and incidental music by Jerry Danielson. All quotes performed by actors unless noted. Playlists can be found at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Please purchase these great and important tracks. All songs, clips, and references can be found on our show notes. Please visit rnrap.com for more information. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.